my manager from the art center and his partner and child came knocking on the door early in the morning, got me out of bed. They didn't say anything. They just said morning and just handed me the mobile phone. And there was a fellow on the other side. He was uh, one of the judges from that uh, Archibald Prize. Oh, yeah. And Vincent, am I speaking to Vincent? Uh, is this Vincent? Hello, Vincent. I'd uh, just like to tell you, you are the first Indigenous to win the Archibald Prize. Congratulations. Hi, and welcome to episode 106 of Talking with Painters, where Australian painters talk about their lives and art. I'm Maria Stolger, and the voice you just heard is that of Vincent Namajira, winner of the 2020 Archibald Prize, and you'll be hearing our conversation today on the podcast. As you know, COVID changed a lot of things last year, including the opening date of the Archibald Wynn and Sulman exhibition, but ultimately it did happen and it would prove to be an historic year for the prize because it was the first year that the Archibald had been awarded to an Indigenous Australian. Although, as Vincent would say, it only took 99 years. Vincent's painting is called Stand Strong for Who You Are and it's a portrait of Adam Goods, the Indigenous AFL player who became renowned for speaking out against appalling racism and those events were the subject of a documentary called The Final Quarter. Vincent saw parallels between Adam's life and his own and that is one of the things we talk about in this conversation. The name Namajira, of course, is a famous one. Vincent's great-grandfather was Albert Namajira, one of Australia's great painters of the 20th century. His watercolour paintings of the Australian landscape are highly prized. But Vincent's art has taken a different path and his works are predominantly portraits. Self-portraits and those of well-known people ranging from his great-grandfather, Aboriginal elders and politicians to people like the Queen, Captain Cook and even Vladimir Putin. But many also have his unmistakable humour from riding in a royal carriage with the Queen to cutting a cake with Donald Trump. Vincent lives in the Indorkana community in the APY lands about 400 kilometres south of Alice Springs and he's one of about 30 artists connected to the Iwanja Arts Centre in the community there. Although he only started painting in 2012, he's received significant acclaim. He won the Ramsey Art Prize in 2019. He's received an Order of Australia for his contribution to Indigenous visual arts. His works have been acquired by the British Museum and significant institutional collections across Australia. And he's exhibited in solo exhibitions and art fairs internationally. I interviewed Vincent at the Museum of Contemporary Art right on Sydney Harbour where he's been commissioned to paint the museum's foyer wall. It's a huge work, 15 metres long, of people who've been influential in his life and I was lucky enough to be invited onto the scaffolding in a break in painting to see the work up close. It is amazing and it's now open to the public. I really enjoyed this interview and hope you do too. I started by asking Vincent how he went about planning for such a large commission. Uh, at the beginning, uh, we did the rehearsing back at uh, the Rima community in Dokuna, Iwancha community, and we started on a big sheet of white paper, just a practice run, and from there we sent that in the mail to this gallery, and they chalked it up with charcoal, the image, and from there I get on with the colour. 
Yeah, I was talking to um, Stephanie just now who was helping us sort of set up, but she was saying one of the problems is that you can't get back from the work. So it's for most artists, I mean, as you probably know, it's important to be able to get back. But when you're on this scaffolding and you're right close to it and you can't get down. Yeah. Uh, so what, what's that feeling like? That feeling is a little bit, uh, it's a bit annoying. Sometimes a little bit, uh, it's a little bit tight and um, sometimes it's uncomfortable because I need to, when I'm especially doing a, a figurative painting, you need to step back and have a good look from a distance to get the sec. Uh, position of the face expression and the uh, posing uh, position also definitely yeah. and what about with color are you just deciding on color as you go along or have you already predetermined the color uh, the color that i'm working on at the moment is pretty much based on uh, photograph material back at the community and uh, research also uh, the one i'm doing with my great grandfather Albert amateur this image is it's been done in black and white, so the colour comes from me. Yeah, right. Yes. Well, let's talk about your great-grandfather because he's obviously he was the most famous Aboriginal artist of his time and probably maybe of all time, actually. Yes. And he was also the first um, Aboriginal citizen of Australia and he received the Coronation Medal from the Queen. He met the Queen. What, what does that feel like and what influence does that have on you as an artist? Uh, for me, it's like a, he's an excellent and a amazing role model for me. So I can, I can look up and say that I got this name, Namajira. If this Namajira old man can do it, anyone can do it. And my family can do it, my Namajira, especially the young generation coming up. Yeah. To me, Albert Namajira, he's an inspiration, not just as a family member. He's an inspiration and he also is a tribal leader for me. Well, his life was a very interesting. I mean, he lived in very different times to what we're living yes. in. Um, and, you know, I was in the National Gallery of Australia just last week and I went into that room. I don't know if you've been there where there's a, it's, it's, it, the lights are off all the time. When you walk in, the lights go on, which is quite dramatic. And there are a number of his watercolours and they look like they were painted yesterday. They're just amazing. Yes, the the way that I see Albert Namajira and his art, that is the path that he has chosen, where me, I am doing more modernizing and colonizing and more figurative paintings, mainly with portraits. I suggest that I chose this path for myself, where Albert chose his path. And to me, in the background, it's like the Namajira always remains. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And actually, it's interesting you say that about choosing your own path because uh, I, one of the artists that um, is on this on the mural that you're doing is somebody who's also who's been influential, and that is your your um, partner's father, your father-in-law, Kumana Pompey, uh, and he passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, yes, two years ago. Yeah. Can you tell me a bit about him and how what influence he had on you? Well, he was he he was a good fella, and with a, he taught me how to do dot painting in the art center, and that was the first painting that I did with my career, back in uh, 2000 maybe 12, uh, or yeah 2012 I did this painting. Is that then you didn't paint before that? No. No painting before no that. No paint. No painting before that. Uh, normally I sit at home just sketching with a pen or pencil, and 
sometimes charcoal from the fire. Right. Yeah. What sort of drawings would you do? I try to do watercolor uh, landscape paintings like his, but with charcoal. So was that was that after school that you would have even tried to start sketching? Uh, it was actually when I was young. I had um, a bit of a messed up life when I was a bit young, with uh, especially with the uh, welfare system. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my sister were taken from Hammersburg to uh, Perth City. And we lived all our life until we turned 18 and did our year 12 in Perth and then went back from Perth to Hermesburg. When we got there, everybody came running out from all the houses just to meet this young fella and this young girl. And how did you feel when that happened? Um, I was like, well, there's a heap of people outside. <laughs> <laughs> when I came out with a cup of tea. Yeah. Is that because they knew you were Albert Namajira's great-grandchildren? Uh, um, actually, they've forgotten us. And when we meet up, we got to shake hands and introduce ourselves. And that social worker said, this is Vincent Namajira and this is Randa Namajira. And they said, hey, we can see your little baby. Aww. That's like this, you know. And from there, we went, yeah, from the age of six, I was shift to Perth City, Midland. So did you, you had no contact with your culture during that period? Uh, no, no, they told us not to speak any lingo. They said, no, one go here. We use English. Yes. Yeah, they said, uh, perf. Yeah. Six years of age, Six. that is so young. Till I was 18 years old, that's a long time. Oh, away from family and country and culture. And, and so your sense of identity must have been affected by that. Uh, it's pretty much way way different to my brothers and cousins and sisters and stuff like that mm. yeah and so you only met them again when you were 18 and you went yeah back. 18 yeah. yeah so that must have been a real period of adjustment for you when you got back yeah because um at them days a lot of aboriginal like to drink alcohol and there was a lot of domestic violence at that time mm. yeah so we didn't want to grow up like that we were just sent off because of maybe our fair skin maybe, lighter than the rest of the Namajira people. Yeah, so they shipped us off. Yeah. My father is a European. My mother is indigenous. Yeah, right. Yes. And so when you got back to um, uh, Hermansburg, you got more of a connection with, with, with your um, I, artistic roots? Actually, I did not know anything until I went back to Hermansburg. And when I went there, shook the hands, and I went to this thing they call corroboree is what uh, every every Aboriginal does with their culture and tradition mm-hmm. uh, to receive corroboree and after corroboree you're free to do whatever you want. So you mean as in your career or your life or whatever you want to do after that? Yes, yeah. you can yeah do whatever you want. No one can tell you what to do now because you've been through corroboree and yeah. And what's that like? What Corporate is, that like? is it's all right just with the fellas. Um, no females allowed. Yeah, right. Whatsoever. Uh, when we when we leave from Corbury and go back to the community, uh, we don't just fit in with society, just like that. We um, we spend a week apart, at a maybe under a tree or near a rock or something, and then you see an old lady come along who is your great grandmother or grandmother, or your mother. And I'll come and take you away to the house, and then you're free. 
And she was, uh, my nana, she was, uh, her name was Erpana Namajira. And she told me that um, your family to Albert Namajira. Mm. And I, hey, who's Albert Namajira? I don't know Albert Namajira. Who does Namajira? I grew up in Perth City. I don't know Namajira. And she said, yeah, take, look this photo, this painting. And I was, wow. For the first time, yeah, I was really, really amazed. And then you left Hermansburg, and you and you now live in the Indorkana community in the APY lands. Yeah, uh, I found it a little bit hard to stay at Hermansburg because of the Hamburg with family and stuff like that because I used to work with the CDP crew at Hermansburg. Yeah. And then I went to Tungajara Night Patrol in Alice Springs. And from there, I went up to Darwin to do my land management course for Bachelor College. And then I came back and I had my permits and everything for trespassers, uh, people making campfires, campfires in our country. God tell them not to. And they looked at me like a leader for the young people. And the old people, they looked on to me also. And they said, oh, oh, hello. here comes the policeman. Here comes, uh, here comes someone from uh, uh, Telstra or someone from uh, just a tourist coming to look around. Uh, here comes uh, someone to look for a job in Hermansburg from the city, you know, in the arts center. And they just all looked at me. All the old people look at me. He's got good English. Go see Vincent. Oh, okay. So you were the one everybody went uh, to to communicate. Sort of like a back-to-front role model at that time. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because um, I was looking... I'm interested in languages as well. That's something yes. that I'm really interested in. And I I, I saw that in, um, in Dorkana, they, they speak Pichinjara and Yankanjara. Yes. Is that... Do most people speak both of those languages? Uh, most people speak in, in Dorkana on the APY area, the district of APY. And through the lands, there's 10 communities. So each community speaks mainly Pichinjara. Uh, when you go down to Adelaide and further down south to a place called Yalata or Sojuna, you see them speaking a different language, which is Yangwindara. But where I'm from, I speak three Aranda, where I'm originally from, Hemisburg and Alice Springs. I was born in Alice Springs, so I, can, I speak Central Aranda, Western Aranda, Eastern Aranda, and I'm, I can also listen to very clearly to Walbri, Lurija, Majara, Yaora. Wow, that are, that's a lot of languages. Yes. And are they um, related to each other? Do they sound similar? Yaora, Lurija, Majara. Majara, Lurija is maybe Earthrock area, whereas Yaora and Lurija, what is it, the other language, they, they speak um, near Darwin area, yes, and Walbury. Right, I see. Uh, going up to North Tournament, Lajamano. Oh, that's interesting. And do, this, and do, they, do you find that the cultural, um, you know, traditions vary between the groups as well? Yes. Uh, we have rings. Do not step into another tribe's ring. They find it offensive, yep. Oh, okay. So we stay in our own zone. If you're Western Aranda and if you get, go through corporate and stuff like that, um, you're in Hermansburg and you see a lot of people coming from other places, traveling a lot of, lot of countries, all different communities, 
or fired up in a big bush at a hemisphere day. And that's where I was listening. And I just sat by the fire listening to people talk, all the men. Talk, 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 all night, all day, and then, yeah, you just click to it. Yeah, yep. right. Well, let's get back to, because we were talking about um, Kumana Pompey yes. uh, and his influence on you, because yep. he was an artist, yep. um, and I actually have seen some of his paintings, they're absolutely wonderful. Uh, what, what, did he, what influence did he have on you? Uh, Jimmy Pompey, he was the first one who taught me to do dot paintings in my life. And this dot painting, I called it a mora, which means country. And it was just pretty much about round rings. And where I put the round rings is where the hills are actually at. Mountains, hills, uh, we call them puli. But that's in Pitindara and in Aranda. We, in my original language, we call them purta. Uh, and they call Pitindara puli, mountain. Right. Yes. And, but you didn't continue with that style of painting? Uh, no, I, that style of painting... Uh, one person mentioned, uh, you should do a, a picture, of, uh, just a picture of uh, Albert Namajira. And I thought about it, uh, well, I'll give it a shot. Palya means to us, okay, I'll give it a shot. All right, I'll give it a shot, yeah. Okay, or all right, it's palya. Palya, yeah. right. But that's, that's in Pitindara, Yangudara. My language is Mara. 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 And what was the, and, and so you must have surprised yourself doing that portrait of Albert Namajira. Uh, I did that, and that when I showed my old, uh, the first manager that I was working at Iwancha, she just, it does look like him. <laughs> it, it, it is. It does look like, you, you should stick to portrait. Ah, you got to leave the dots. Yes, that kind of thing, yeah. And that's how I found myself maybe progressing in my career from that first image of Albert Namajira on the paper. Yeah. Well, and also, since then, you've also... You've painted him many times, but you also paint, like, people in positions of power, you know. Yes. Uh, and so you, people like, you know, the, Donald Trump, Putin, the yes. Queen. Also politicians. The, uh, the prime ministers that I... Basically, grew up with under foster care, and uh, also with my childhood age and growing up in this world. There's the people like uh, John Howard and stuff like that. Um, Kevin Rudd, maybe people like that uh, paint because um, it reminds me of going through that welfare system. Mm. Yeah, mm. they took me away from my family and land and culture and put me in a foster care system. That was a little bit uncomfortable for shifting houses, houses in the city. And with the schooling, yeah, you got to stay in the school. If you run away from school or whatever, they'll send us on a plane back to the community. Yeah, they don't want that. And they just made us, send us to another house, another accommodation uh, with uh, foster care. So you had to keep changing families yes, that you were with? Yes, if If we didn't like that, didn't feel comfortable in the house, they'll shift us to another location. Mm. Yep. And is your, is your sister still... Yeah, uh, she's still around, yeah, and she's working in Alice Springs Arts Centre at the moment. So she's an artist as Tanya well? Jera, yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's interesting because, you know, those portraits that you do, 
obviously that you don't paint in a realist style, but you still get the likeness. It's amazing. How how do you go about doing a portrait? Uh, the portrait they find my they find that my work is unique, and also it's a bit witty. Definitely. It's the word that I like to use with my painting. Um, I like to see the expression on people's thoughts when I'm painting a portrait, and when it's complete, just see them, um, just just let them decide for themselves. Well, I love the humour in your paintings. I mean, having paintings where you're sitting having tea with the Queen, it, it does sort of add an extra layer to the work. Yes. Uh, to me, it's like giving something back and putting something back on the table that everyone can maybe laugh and giggle about and then on the, there's two sides of it, of each painting, of a portrait. Like there's the funny side, there's the uh, laughter side and then there's the potential side of it and real. Mm. Yes. Congratulations on winning the Archibald Prize. Yes. Uh, you know, that you are, you're in that painting with Adam Goods. You've done a portrait of Adam Goods and you're in it as well. How did that feel to win? Uh, to me, like, it was, uh, oh, I'm not going to win, I'm, I'm not going to win. Uh, it was that kind of feeling at first because I'd entered already four years. Yes, And I've been shortlisted, shortlisted, shortlisted and shortlisted. But on the fifth year, I've, it finally, finally comes around. The, uh, the announcement that one day I went, I was sitting at home and uh, my manager from the art centre and his partner and child came knocking on the door early in the morning, got me out of bed. They didn't say anything, they just said morning and just handed me the mobile phone and there was a fellow on the other side. He was uh, one of the judges from that uh, Archibald Prize. Oh, yeah. And Vincent... Am I speaking to Vincent? Uh, is this Vincent? Hello, Vincent. I'd just like to tell you, you are the first Indigenous to win the Archibald Prize. Congratulations. Oh, my and God. Yeah, my, I looked and said, I'm the, I haven't won. I said to my manager and his partner and colleague, and they just, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, got, yeah, paralyzed in the face. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could imagine. Well, I could imagine that Iwanja Arts must have been like going crazy. Yeah. And the whole Indulkana community must have been yeah. so excited. Uh, we're really supportive and um, we always uh, work together in the Arts Centre. We don't like um, trouble in the Arts Centre whatsoever and maybe a little bit of humbug and noise. We'd like to keep it. There's normally a full house. We have 30 artists in the Arts Centre at Iwancha. And do you, when you're working there, do you often look at each other's work and, and sort of talk about each other's work? Or? Um, sometimes we just only talk when we finish our work and we tend to show other, uh, our, our colleagues in the Arts Centre, that means, look at this. And they... Hey, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. And what's your studio like? My studio is pretty messy. <laughs> my, I have a name for my table, which is called Typical. Oh, because yeah. it's like when everyone's a kid, and especially the boys, and the, all the boys like to live a mess around, you know? Yeah, right. And so my table is always a messy table, so I just call it Typical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do you have a few paintings going at the same time? Um, sometimes I'm back and forth. Um, if I do not like a painting, I'll 
maybe call it a day and start on it the next fresh day. Mm. Yeah. Do you ever abandon a painting, like think I'm not, that doesn't work? Um, sometimes it's hard to abandon a painting when you start because for the way I'm taught, you have to start and finish what you start. Yeah, right. And what's your routine like? Uh, do you work five days a week? Uh, yes, five days a week I work. Um, I have three wonderful children at home, so keeping my toes when I knock off at four. So yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't. I find with painting, you can't paint for too many hours a day. Yes. it's it's a quite a demanding activity. Yes. do you find? Um, sometimes, to me, it's it's a bit relaxing and comfortable to sit on the art center all day long. While back at home, you have people humbugging you, people in the background, um, some from next door, carrying on. Uh, a lot of people knocking on the front door, and a lot of people asking for a cigarette. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a normal thing for Aboriginals these days, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like a... Um, it's actually quite nice that people come and knock on your door because in, when you're in the big city, people don't just come drop in and knock on your door usually these days. Yeah. So it's actually a nice thing to hear. Um, it's actually people knocking on the door because they're in-laws and my partner has a lot of family out in Dokona. She's... From Mimli. Oh, yeah. Yes, which is uh, maybe 45 minutes or a half an hour drive from Indokina community down the road. Okay. Yeah, and also she has family, that's her father's side family, APY, and her mother's side family is from Yalada, Sejuna. So she has a lot of people coming now and then. Yeah, right. And she's an artist too, isn't yes, she? Yes, she is an artist. Her name's and Natasha she's, yes, Pompey. Na- Natasha Pompey, that's correct. Yeah. Yes. And do you, so do you talk to each other about your work or is it pretty uh, no, separate? No. no, we have a brick wall in the, between us all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, I can see that that would work better sometimes. But um, she, she found it uncomfortable to work in the arts and at the moment she prefers to have a two-year rest because of a loss of a father. Oh, I see. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and so and is she more concerned with the children and that sort of yes. thing? Yes, at the yeah. moment she's just taking care of our kids. The boys play football in Indokana? Yes, yes, football also. We like to play football out there. The girls also love to play softball. Yeah. And everybody goes to church. We call church Inma. Oh, yeah, okay. hello, Inma. Let's go, Inma, everybody. Yeah. So most of the community would go on a on a Sunday. Yes, that's why. Um, sometimes I put, uh, paint my father-in-law Kumano Pompey with his guitar, because this this guitar was his main instrument for church, and he his favorite song on that guitar was Dili Nyango, which is I saw the light, and it's gospel. He's church gospel singer. He'll sing it on, on the stage and with a microphone with that guitar in his hand. And he'll sit down on the chair and sing a song. He'll sing, Dele Nyang, or Dele Nyang, or like this, you know? Yeah. And keep going on and on. And then everyone sing along, clap their hands at the same time. Yeah, he must yeah. be really missed. He's, in the community. he's a leader for yeah. Antogona. He's very, especially with the arts and a well respected. Yep. Yeah. Now, also, I want to just quickly talk about the Archibald painting itself because I loved that painting. And I noticed when I was looking at it that not only does it have sort of a narrative to it with Adam in the background, but also 
the colour palette you used is basically red, yellow and black, which is the colours of the Aboriginal flag. Is that a deliberate thing or is that just something coincidental? Coincidental, yeah. Oh, was it? Yes. The, the main thing that I was working on that canvas was the footprint, which was on the bottom of it. And that pretty much um, sums up everything that was on that canvas. Stand strong for who you are is the title of that canvas. And that footprint on the ground, that was actually my foot walking over the canvas. So I painted red on my foot on the bottom and walked on the canvas, which pretty much summed it all together, stand strong for who you are. Mm. Yep. It's so important for younger Aboriginal people to see that as well and to understand that symbolism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when I was going through foster care, I also went through the same as Adam with uh, racism and stuff. It was uh, hurtful at start and then I just just lived with it and just ignored it, most of it. Yeah. yeah. So you basically have to train your brain to shield yourself. I just had to relax my brain just a bit. Hmm. Just relax, take it how it is, how you're born. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you've, you've received a lot of recognition and acclaim in the last few years. You've not only won the Archibald, you won the Ramsey Art Prize the year before. You've received a medal of the Order of Australia. Um, two works have been acquired by the British Museum. You've exhibited internationally. You've been in international art fairs. How do you find that this sort of recognition affects you as an artist or your work? Does it, do you have to try hard not to let it affect you? Um, I try not to, like... I try not to be myself at times. I try to be myself all the time. But to have these things affecting my career and maybe making me a bit bigger than I used to be without painting, when I wasn't painting at all, it's like a turning point. All that winning and my name getting higher and higher and going to another step in my career, that's like a turning point to me. Yes. Yeah. And... Also, finally, before we wrap it up, I've really enjoyed this conversation. What advice do you have for Aboriginal artists who might be listening, who are hoping to embark on a career in arts? For all Aboriginal in Australia, I would, especially the young generation, if you want to find something for yourself, just pick up a paintbrush and it'll take you to places you've never been before. It can make your name a bit more heard all, all, all around Australia and also make you a bigger person than you are today. Well, Vincent, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. Thank you. What an interesting artist. Get to the MCA if you're in Australia. There are no border closures at the moment as far as I can tell, so hopefully we can all start moving around again. Also, the Archibald Prize 2020 is currently touring and as I'm recording this, it's exhibiting at Tweed Regional Gallery. It's then travelling on to Cairns Art Gallery before it comes back to New South Wales for a few more stops. You can also listen to episode 100 for a tour of the Archibald uh, before you go or better still, listen to it while you're there. You can follow Talking With Painters on social media, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Um, You can also subscribe to the podcast for free on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or however you get your podcasts. There's also lots of videos on my YouTube channel. So if you want to see those uh, videos of podcast guests, just go to YouTube and search Talking With Painters. 
Thanks so much for listening. I hope you can join me again for the next episode of Talking with Painters. You've been commissioned to create a work for the MCA foyer wall. I just saw it. It is huge. I think it's 15 metres long. How's it going? Yeah, it is 15 metres long. And, yeah, it's the first time I ever did something like this in my career. And um, it's actually enjoying it. It's the first time. And after this, I might be like... Other people might want me to paint their mural in their gallery or something. 